three, two, one, let's get this shit started. Hi, my name is Josh. I just burped. <laughs> Welcome to the Balance Podcast, where we take important current events, history, science, kids, and a load of bullshit, and a lot of seriousness as well. And we pack it into a episode, ranging from 30 minutes to an hour to an hour 30 minutes. Yes, I know that's a bit of variety, but I'm a kid. What do you expect? And by no means am I a 10-year-old, but I ain't 22. So <laughs> welcome to the Balance Podcast. I'll be your host, Josh. When I say we, I really mean me or the certain few guests that will be appearing on this weekly podcast. So let's get started. Today's important topic has to do with our title, balance. See, balance is an integral part of life. Balance is used very broadly, but can also be very, very specific. And this in and of itself is a topic that could take a very tremendous amount of time to explain from multiple different perspectives. But for the sake of time and for the sake of whomever is listening to this and their sanity, we're going to cut it down. Giving my um, experiences with the, the word balance and its meaning and giving backstory and my take on it, uh, a, a perspective from the new generation the new generation, the line of people who are going to get jobs next, you know, the new generation. Ain't no Gen Z shit, though. We're not messing with that. <laughs> All right. So, balance. Balance is, like I said earlier, an integral part of one's life. You need to have balance to find peace. Granted, this is subjective to opinion. Subjective to opinion. Wow can't talk sometimes those words do not those words are similar synonyms you, you get the point <laughs> balance is an integral part of life and everyone needs it without balance from the perspective of most western culture and eastern you need it to be free and find peace this is what balance means to me. And to understand that, we must take a deeper dive into my culture and religion. I, while I consider myself a man of science and I love to learn it, I am still semi-religious. I follow the religious belief of Hinduism. Hinduism dates as the oldest religion, the first religion, um, it is the oldest, most complex religion we know and is regarded as one of the most complex, convoluted, not in the bad sense, and spiritual religions in the world. Of course, Hinduism um, originates in India, so a lot of my heritage and uh, culture comes from there. But I am actually, well, not particularly from, but most of my bloodline runs down to South America, the Caribbean, per se. And this is where this um, geography takes a little turn here because my family and my bloodline 
comes from a little place, a little country called Guyana. See, Guyana is a very small country in the upper eastern side of South America and is next to Suriname and it's and to be clear it's not French Guyana it's Guyana um we are considered part of the Caribbean while not geographically part we are part of South America the Caribbean obviously consists of Jamaica Trinidad um all the all those you know Trinidad Tobago all that um the DR and so while not um, geographically part of the Caribbean, this little patch of land is so culturally enveloped into the Caribbean that everyone considers it part of the Caribbean. So this plays an integral role into what I'm saying, into what I will be saying. See, balance to me took a very important part a very important role recently in my life. See, as I grew up, I was brought up through the Caribbean, Caribbean style way. And anybody who has any Indian parents or Caribbean parents understands um, the quote unquote struggle. It's not a bad struggle, especially you, especially, you know, they care for you. But Caribbean uh, Indian parents, Caribbean parents in general are quite strict and forth forthcoming with their approach to you um they do not shy away from you know the lashes the claps on the behind so it is it is a very ham let's just say it's a very hands-on experience when growing up with this culture and honestly although i've got my share got my share licks as some people will understand i will not not continue i will continue this tradition because i believe it it it's a it's not a good way to grow up but it's not a bad way to grow up but not the point see balance took a very important role in my life particularly because as i grew up i was very very interested and invested in to the ideas of religion and philosophy and mythology of course when i was four i wouldn't understand this if i was 11 i couldn't understand philosophy but i could always try to learn it so uh, this took an integral role in my life because as we all know avatar last airbender came out on netflix and it was a massive massive part of my childhood i used to be three things when i was a kid I was either a Super Saiyan, Spider-Man clinging to a wall for dear life, or I was in the Avatar Avatar state, airbending, firebending, earthbending, waterbending, and I did not remember shit about bloodbending till I rewatched it. Not necessarily, but my point stands. See... I watched Avatar The Last Airbender and I got massively invested into the world and not just because it's a cartoon but because of the fact that it took a lot from western or depending on how you see eastern cultures western I'm I'm just actually going to call it eastern cultures eastern no see I I never actually know which one to call it I'm just going to western that's that's what I know it as the western cultures such as Buddhism, Hinduism, obviously, you know, 
shout out to my man Guru Patik. That's my boy. The only Indian in the show. Um, you know, you have a, a great example of this is the Fire Nation. It's obviously Japan in World War II, you know, conquering other lands. It's totalitarianism at its best or not necessarily that totalitarianism would also work into the um, section of Bossing Say and, you know, the Kiyoshi when she created the Daily, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, long story short, um, I'm saying um a lot. I apologize. Long story short, Bossing Say represents, or the Earth Kingdom itself represents China. Then you have the Northern and Southern Water Tribe. That's obviously the Inuit people. You have, uh, um, the Fire Nation, which is obviously Japan, you know, got to take over them nations back in World War II. But now Japan, I, I love this meme. I wish I could show it to you, but uh, there's a meme that has a picture of Japan, Japan soldiers with a gun or like Japan, Japan in a Japanese person in a samurai gear, Japan in 1942. And then you have Japan in 2020 with a trap hentai girl. It's like Japan made a very, very drastic jump in its cultural integrity and its style. First, you had some of the most fearsome warriors in the world. And now you've got guys running around as girls getting raped by octopuses. And Japan really likes incest, which is weird. I I don't know what they're up about. I don't know why they're so uppity about it, but... That's a another again again a whole different topic, but let's get to it. See, and that's a car, isn't that nice? See, I don't have a studio or anything, so please bear with me on these certain interruptions. Um, see, balance is an integral part because after watching Avatar: The Last Airbender, I learned that uh, not necessarily learned, but I really got invested into the world and I started learning about Eastern cultures again. And it really took me back to Hinduism and chi- um, Chinese, bu- not Chinese Buddhism, Buddhism, I said bosom, <laughs> Buddhism, but how Buddhism originated in India and then eventually traveled to China, which was Confucius, Confucianism at the time. Um, but then eventually it switched up. Buddhism became a massive integral, por- te- integral role in the Chinese culture. And then you have Japan not Fire Nation Japan, but actually this would be closely related to the Southern Water Tribe and Northern Water Tribe with um, Yin and Yang, which is Taoism. And these are all multiple cultures and religions that will take their own episodes to explain. But the long and short of it is after reading and learning about these different cultures, it really brought me back to Hinduism. And one of the most important episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender, in my opinion, that took a really massive shift in tone in my life was Aang trying to master the Avatar state. And Guru Patik reminding me, this is not necessarily me, but you get the point, reminding Aang or telling Aang about these seven chakras in the body, each of them dealing with different parts, levels of power and the emotions, creating balance within the human or within the human body or the avatar's body and by unlocking these chakras he'd be allowed to unlock the avatar state and by no means that i tried to unlock the avatar state but don't get me wrong i also dreamed about it like imagine having that power 
and when Aang fights Ozai and you hear all the past Avatar's, Avatar's voices alongside Aang's, that's one of the most badass scenes in history. But besides the point, <laughs> again, I, I keep going. Bear with me. This is my first episode and I go off on a decent amount of tangents. The second episode will be a lot more structured, so I apologize. Apologize. I, I break up words as well. I don't know. I'm, I'm freehanding this. Um, but uh, this is this is what it's going to be like. It took a massive, it took up a lot of space in my brain. Like if you had a one terabyte S, um, SD card in your phone, because that's a thing, don't get at me, search it up. Or let's say an SSD. And all of it was just like pictures of chakras or like uh, religious type things. That was like 512 gigs of just culture and religion. That was my brain. If my brain was a terabyte. But it's not. It's more like 256 gigs. But <laughs> um, So after a while, I started to take up practices such as meditating and praying and learning about the gods. Um, gods, plural, because Hinduism is not a monotheistic or is not a monotheistic religion. We believe in multiple gods. There is a set of few, and these gods also reincarnate in total. I don't know about now, but about a year ago, it was 330 million gods, all of them reincarnations of another, having their own individual personalities, basically an entire planet worth of gods that are descendants of themselves. Yeah, it's, again, like I mentioned earlier, convoluted. But it got me thinking about balance and its role in life. See, balance is defined as just both sides being equal. And this also got me thinking about the Taoist, the Taoist practice and religion and yin and yang. Yin and yang, as most people understand, is... You can't have the good without the bad and the bad without the good. And that's really important. At the face of it, it just seems like a little bit of philosophy that you should pay no mind to. But in reality, it's a lot more. See, yin and yang represent that there is good within bad people and bad people within good. You can't have one without the other. A good example of this is, say, for example... There was a world where no one was bad in the way we see or people such as me or you see as bad. So our cultural and societal norms over there that are considered bad don't exist and everything over there through our perspective is good. See, there are two situations that can happen in this alternate world. One where bad will always exist and good will always be classified in levels. In a sense, walking an old lady across the street is good. But picking up a piece of trash or finding a man's wallet and returning it to his home is even a better good. Thus referring to that, thus taking that old, that um, the old lady walking across the street good and making it bad or less good. It Eventually, it will just create a, create a system of good or bad within itself, even though it's all supposed to be good. 
But the more important thing to realize here, if there was a world with all good, no one would actually know it. See, the problem with this situation is that if all good existed, then no one could ever understand what that good was. Because of the simple fact, to understand what is good, you need to compare it to something that is bad. If you, so I hope, hopefully you're understanding my train of thought here. See, when we compare two things, say apples or oranges, um, constant debate, or strawberries or blueberries, some people will say, blueberries are bad, don't eat them, eat a strawberry. Or strawberries are bad, eat a blueberry. But see the, see the situation, that paradigm is that you're comparing two fruits or two objects. And is based upon your objective opinion that strawberries are good, blueberries are bad. Blueberries are good, strawberries are bad. This would mean that if you only had strawberries, you would never know if they're truly good or bad. Getting... If you eliminate the idea of your personal preference and give it to give this same situation or the same premise to the general population. See, good and bad will always exist, no matter if a good world will always um, if a good world existed where there was only quote unquote good. But the the entire premise of good being good if good only existed, would not be the case because we would have nothing to compare it to and that good would eventually just end up being a normal day. And then we would, due to the way our brain works in our our societal structure and our social structure, let me say, not societal, um, this would eventually just lead to a tier list of a level one good and a level 10 good. That level one good eventually just being categorized as bad. So bad and good always exist. And it plays an important role in balance because if one does not understand this and only focuses on the good, his or her entire perspective will be shifted into only doing good, eventually only doing bad. Because that idea of good and bad is subjective and there is nothing to forcefully compare it to so that one person does not know if he's doing the right or wrong thing right and wrong also are um, you know good and bad synonyms so the more we get into it the more i realize all these people who preach the word of good never preach the word of bad They never talk about that bad things exist in this world and we should accept them and change with them. They always say, always focus on the good, always focus on the good. But what is the first thing human beings jump to when a situation comes up? We always jump to the bad thing, the thing that isn't necessarily wrong, but the thing that could cause cause us most harm, the thing that can cause us most stress, emotional pain, physical pain, mental pain, psychological pain. You get my point here. A good example of this would be being, let's say you're a parent and your kid goes out for a drive. They don't come back. There are a couple situations that could happen here, but I'll give you the two most opposing. The first situation is, oh, the kid's stuck in traffic. He's running late, but he'll be home. That's the good situation. But in comparison to the next one, 
that's why it is a good situation in the second in the second situation uh, let's say situation b the kid got into a crash here's the thing though you don't know which one it is so you wait essentially this paradigm also becomes schrodinger's cat if you don't know what that is I'm going to explain it to you, but I suggest that you read and that you read up on Schrodinger's Cat. It is a very interesting topic that seems simple, but is, again, um, very complex when you put it in the put it in the paradigm of society. Complete paradigm shift, basically. See, Schrodinger's Cat explains this. There's a cat in a box. That box is dark. You can't see the cat. Within there, there is a vial of poison. The cat doesn't smell the poison. The cat cannot taste the poison. For all the cat knows, it's water. But here's the thing. Once you close the lid of the box, you cannot see that cat. You cannot see anything within the box. All you see is the box. So, the dilemma with Schrodinger's cat is that you do not know whether the cat is dead or alive. There is no time parameter given here, so you cannot say it is five seconds or two seconds or 300 days. The only information you are given is there's a a vial of poison and there is a cat. You cannot see the box. The box is there. Only by opening that box can you tell if that cat is dead or alive. So Schrodinger's cat raises the point that one can never truly know the idea of good or wrong, bad or good or right. Wait, no, sorry. (laughs) Exact same things, basically. Good or bad, right or wrong, no one can truly tell the difference no one can truly know until they go for that box and again this leads to another convoluted explanation on whether good or right good or wrong good or wrong bad or right (laughs) mixing them up there good or bad right or wrong even exist see again it's subjective and that will be another episode on its own but if you only focus on one specific thing There is not balance. You don't know what to follow. So you can accept both premises. And that's where Schrodinger's cat comes into balance. Both sides are equal. Both sides have different outcomes. Accept both sides and you will find balance. Earlier I mentioned... So earlier I mentioned chakras. Chakras are pools of energy, as Guru Patik would put it. And life is messy. These chakras get blocked. So, my goal was not necessarily to unlock these chakras, but give it a whirl. (laughs) So, I started to balance my life. Some of my friends aren't friends. Some of the people I know are complete and total assholes. They think it's cool to to be bad, you know. I think it's cool. You know, I'm drinking Henny, bro. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And honestly, at one point in time, I fell for that. I fell for peer pressure. Not saying I did it, but I'm saying I fell for peer pressure. And I always, I talked like that. And then I snapped out of it. 
because I realized that wasn't who I was and I needed to hunt for a balance. Eventually, I found my balance. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm at a perfect level of harmonic convergence, Legend of Korra. <laughs> but I'm not saying that I have unlocked all my chakras. I'm not saying that I'm in perfect balance and I'm going to nirvana. I am saying, however, however I am saying, I swear to God, my language is all over the place, that I understood that balance is within yourself, that you can only find balance by accepting the world around you, accepting that change is an integral part of life and you can't stop it. The greatest illusion to man is that we have something called control. We don't. We do not have control over things in our lives. That could also, this same, those same words can also lead to the philosophic idea of determinism, which basically states that you have no free will. But not necessarily because people have free will. So, you know, it's my free will to punch a wall because I feel like it. It's my free will to drink a smoothie because I feel like it. Like there could be a McDonald's right there and I can get a McFlurry. But nah, I'm going to go to a place called Veggie Castle to get that good smoothie. You know what I'm saying? Plus it's healthier. So that's not determined by a factor if, if I'm hungry because if that if determinism was true in life and free will didn't necessarily exist, then I would have gone to McDonald's and got a McFlurry instead of a smoothie because the smoothie is further. But because of my free will, I made the conscious decision and choice to get a smoothie instead of a McFlurry. That is an example. So this is my take on balance. Balance is whatever you want it to be. Balance is never, this is not what balance is right now. Balance will never be focusing purely on good. That is the exact opposite of balance. That's, imagine a scale and you have two sides to the scale, like, and one side is heavier than the other and the the bad side goes up and the good side goes down. The good side being everything, you're only focusing on that, so it weighs heavier. No, you should equally focus on the good and the bad. By doing so, you understand the world around you. You have a new perspective on life. You must come to an agreement with who you are. You must calm your mind. Take a deep breath. Smile, frown, do as you please. As you do this, understand and repeat in your mind that life is ever-changing. Life is never constant. Some lives end, some lives begin. Some people are stuck in comas and could probably be both. (laughs) Understand that as much as you want control, you'll never have it. 
And that's okay. Because everybody else in the world lives their life like that. Everything else in the world lives their life like that. Control doesn't exist. So let it go. Understand that people have hardships. And it's painful. But doesn't that doesn't mean that it makes you who you are. Those hardships don't determine you. You determine what you want to do with your life. You determine who you are. Life is a struggle. Those are the bad things. Not all of them, but a few of them. And while you come to terms with this, also remember the happy times. The times that you smiled. The times that you cried with joy. The times that you jumped up, you got scared and you laughed it off. The times that you fell in love. The times that really made your heart pick up and skip a beat. Remember how you felt in in those days. And remember those days are still yet to come. Life is a never-ending roller coaster. And depending on how you view if luck exists or not, it is just what it is. Luck has nothing to do with it. Your actions determine who you are. And sometimes you can't control that. And that's okay. Just know that both the good and the bad make who you are. To have those great times, you need to have those bad times. To understand that those times, those good times are so worth it. And those bad times teach you a lesson to grow and become a better person. You as a person... Are amazing and whether you think you have a purpose or not whether you believe in God or not whether you are in love with another man or a man or is in love with another man or a girl is in love with no matter who you are no matter what you do your purpose is to live your purpose is to smile your purpose is to cry there is a reason we have all these intense emotions and yes a lot of it has to do with evolution a lot of it has to do with living in a society and growing together as a people because individually we are weak but together we are strong this idea of togetherness is strength there are strength in numbers dates back to the first creatures the first human beings the first primates, the first homo sapiens, homo erectus, neanderthals, and yes, I know homo erectus is pretty funny, the word homo and erectus together, that makes for a good joke, but still, everything has a purpose, whether that purpose be small or ginormous, ha, that's what she said, it still has a purpose, and that's great, life is an amazing gift. And a lot of us take it for granted. But the best way to understand this and not necessarily take it for granted is by looking at the world around you and finding balance, smiling and crying and understanding or at least thinking that these good and bad times what make you who you are. And... There's always room to grow and change to become a better person. And doing good things while subjective and doing bad things while subjective 
is an integral part of life. And to grow, you must understand that good and bad in this world need each other. Balance is facing fear. Balance is connecting with the universe. Balance is letting go of grief and remembering that grief and sorrow can come back in another form, but as love. Love never leaves the world, but instead reincarnates and changes into something else. Balance is helping those in need, not because it does something good for you, but because you understand that that person needs it and is the good thing to do. Understand that it makes you feel good. Understand that you're a nice person because you choose to be. Balance is fighting for what you believe in while saying fighting is bad. (laughs) In a sense, a good example of the fighting metaphor for balance is again, a bus. That's that's pretty nice. A bus is passing while I'm saying this. (laughs) Sorry, we have a lot of noise outside. Um, Being a pessimist is cowardice. If you have the power to create change, do so. But all because you fight, all because you take a swing does not make you a bad person. A man who stands there and watches is a man who is weak and prejudiced. The man who watches can do something, but is a coward. And the only thing left to him when the battle is done is that he stood by his word and stood by his conviction. That is the only thing awarded to a man, to such a man. But a man who fights, a man who goes down, has honor. Because a, belie- because a belief is more than just words. A belief is practice. A belief is power. And in the words of John Stuart Mills, a philosopher in the earliest, early 19th century, that we should be grateful, we should thank those who speak fully and un- who speak fully what they who speak fully their mind. I'm not reading this. I'm trying to remember it. Sorry. We should thank those who speak fully their mind and oppose our opinions. We should be grateful for that. Because by opposing one's opinion, it opens the door to an in-depth conversation, an in-depth thinking of opinion or idea. Balance is accepting the world around you. Balance is accepting who you are and what you like, and it's okay. Balance is wanting to create change, not because of prejudice and harm brought to you, but because you choose to, to become a healthier, better, more mentally well person. That is what balance is. Balance is love, and balance is hatred. Balance is everything around you. Everything around you is balanced. And the most definitive 
proof of balance is life. We live and we die. That is balance. And that is our episode. Please tune in for the second one. I know this is a bit convoluted and a bit um, messy. This is our first episode and I don't care. I'm going to air it. Hopefully you enjoyed. Please come back for the second episode. In the second episode, things will be a lot more... um, Things will be scripted and questions will be laid out in front of me. And it won't be all me just blabbering on. There will not be tangents, I hope. I cannot assure because my mind is crazy and my mouth has a brain of its own. But it will be a lot more straightforward. Thank you for standing with me this entire time, these 35 minutes, 36 minutes, 37. God, I'm going on, but thank you. Please tune in for the next episode. We'll have a guest in the next episode, and I'm pretty sure you're going to like him. He's smart. He's my homie. He is a crazy nerd but in the good way he is my brother and my brother in arms particularly so don't know why i said that last part but yeah join me in hope you enjoyed thank you for listening to balance and i'm on my way have a good day truly and meditate breathe and find balance you know (laughs) 